Hello and welcome to 7 Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Shikha Dalmia and this week I want to tell you that I have found a good side to Donald Trump. To be sure, Trump is a boorish megalomaniacal ignoramus sporting the worst bouffant in the western hemisphere who has a real shot of becoming the president of the most powerful country in the world. But Trump is offering America a rare thing, truth in advertising. It isn't often that ugly ideas come packaged in an ugly wrapping after all, but when it happens, it's easier to repel them. You called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. Now, imagine what might have happened if Trump had been a more attractive and sophisticated spokesman for his awful policies. Instead of driving varied conservatives together in a never Trump movement against him, he might have actually led them in a forever Trump movement for him. Now the world has shown us recently that democracies are not immune to demagogues. India elected Hindu nationalist Narendra Modi and Turkey elected Islam booster Erdogan. The difference between them and Trump is that they communicated their extreme views with more civility, decorum and command of the issues. Modi in particular argued his positions with such rigor and wit that people forgot that thousands of Muslims were slaughtered on his watch when he was chief minister of a state. India handed him a landslide victory. Trump, by contrast, clearly embodies the ugliness of his ideas, and that makes it hard for sophisticated conservatives to embrace him. Scan their anti-Trump objections and it becomes clear that they are appalled less by his substance and more by his style and personal vices. Now, what if Trump were less of a vulgarian and buffoon? Would conservative elites be more open to him, especially since there is no fundamental conflict between much of what he's proposing and their key issues? Consider, for example, National Review, one of the country's most prominent right-leaning publications. It dedicated an entire issue lambasting Donald Trump, calling him a philosophically unmoored political opportunist who is an affront to the preservation on limits on government power. But the National Review's biggest beef with Trump is that his anti-immigration restrictionism doesn't go far enough. The magazine criticized Trump for even suggesting that maybe, just maybe, he'd consider letting some undocumented immigrants return with proper papers after they'd been ejected. But what about neoconservatives? Contemporary neoconservatism, as developed by its flagship publication, Weekly Standard, is characterized by a hawkish foreign policy that wants America to flex its military muscles to maintain world order and advance democracy. And like the neocons, Trump believes that America's military has gone to the crapper 
Never mind that America spends more than the next seven countries combined. He has pledged to do whatever it takes to rebuild America's military. But their similarities don't end there. Take Iran and Israel, for example. On these, the neocons and Trump are in 100% agreement. Trump has promised to shred the Iran nuclear deal on day one, just as neocons want. And on Israel, after an initial misstep when he said he'll stay neutral while brokering a deal between Israel and the Palestinians, he struck a note so friendly that he had much of APEC, a pro-Israeli group, cheering on its feet. Sure, Trump and the neocons might have their disagreements. But while Trump in theory doesn't want America being the agent provocateur in the Middle East, he's no pacifist, given his saber-rattling and hair-trigger temperament. Trump isn't necessarily averse to starting wars, he just doesn't want to lose them. Trump isn't acting in a vacuum either. After the last election, a populist right emerged around a new kind of white identity politics that rails against crony capitalism, trade, immigration, and cuts in entitlement program. Now that, of course, is the sum total of Trump's economic program. No doubt, Trump has said some heretical things in praise of single-payer healthcare, an assault weapons ban, and other issues. But those are already forgotten and are in any case minor compared to the major agreements on bigger issues. So why has Trump failed to bring conservatives together in a new anti-Reagan coalition of the doer? I'm telling you, it's not because he's a strong man, but he's an ugly strong man. The only thing worse than an ill-read, repulsive, sleazy Trump becoming the GOP presidential nominee may have been a well-read, likable, upright Trump becoming the GOP presidential nominee. If history was going to hand America a demagogue, Trump might be the best kind. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. I'm Shikha Dalmia, and thanks so much for listening.